0: If you can do me a favor, you know, if you ain't that busy If you could throw us down a couple blessings, you know, like One that I don't mess up being a manager We're just three cats that never played a single snap Here to tell you how to draft, win the ship, and run it back the stats ain't tell the story, this the story of the stats You can stick it to your friends, what's more glorious than that? We're victorious in rap, bringing wrath to our rivals We're here to shun the stats, laugh, and lead you all the titles Stick to the path and follow us disciples The only sin is math and all you need is the Bible It's the fantasy Bible It's the fantasy Bible It's the fantasy Hello, and welcome into a special episode of the Fantasy Bible Podcast. It is me, your solo host today, Dane, and it's probably the episode you've all been waiting for because I've been held back by my co host, Nathan. Uh, You know, he tries to keep me in check, uh, tries to limit what I can do on this podcast in order to make himself shine a little more. And, you know, I respect that. It's a little intimidating to, you know, share a seat with myself. But, uh, you know, anything could happen, but I'll try to keep this boat on the tracks and the train on the water, as they say. You can find us at Fantasy Bible Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And we go live on YouTube on Sundays before the games at 1145 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so today is just going to be a quick little waiver wire recap with me and myself and I. And we will follow up with an episode tomorrow on, uh, you know, the rest of what our episode would have been if we had two hosts. So here I am trying to give you the timeliest information I can so that you can make your waiver decisions and view this episode before then with as much time as possible for everyone. So. Uh, First order of note today is that bye weeks are beginning in the NFL, so you definitely want to pay attention to that. Uh, Week six is the first week any NFL teams have byes, so it could catch some of your league mates off guard, but alas, not you, because you are here paying attention, investing in your fantasy season. Uh, So the teams this week with byes are the Atlanta Falcons, Saints, Jets, and 49ers, uh, the most notable absences from those teams will be Alvin Kamara, Corey Davis, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson, and Mike Davis, and a few others if you're in deeper leagues. But that would be the bulk of it. Uh, but basically, the premise is you want to pay to pay attention to those guys because your waiver ads will probably be different if you have need at any of those positions. So. Uh, like, let's say you've been starting Alvin Kamara and Mike Davis as your RB1 and 2. So if both of them are on bye, you absolutely need to be paying attention to that and check your waivers for the uh, the running back prospects this week, which, you know, I'm happy enough to fill you in on myself. And um, also, yeah, for, like I said, with the, the need on your roster, you have to examine what your need is on the roster when you're approaching waivers during bye weeks. So if you're down two running backs, you should probably prioritize – prioritize a running back over a wide receiver even if you like him and maybe you won't play that wide receiver this week so and also you need to pay attention to your record if you need to win every single week for a few weeks uh, then it's even more important you get these short-term running backs that are available so unless you're 5-0 and which hopefully you are because you're listening to the fantasy bible Unless you're five and zero, uh, you probably need to pay attention to these guys that we're about to talk about, and they're going to be a lot more important to you to win in your short term. Uh, and you don't, you might not have the luxury of holding people long term if you're in a, you know, a one and four or a two and three situation. You want to stay competitive, and hopefully you're not zero and five. That's going to be rough, but you know, there's still hope for you. The season is long. Keep having fun. Don't give up. Uh, before we get into the ads and drops of this week. I have a poem for you. I cannot be outdone by my co-host, but uh, what he said in length, I will say in brevity. So I have a haiku for you. You've all been exposed to this uh, poem format, I I hope, uh, during your your early grade school times. So uh, here is my message for your waiver Wire Week 6 in haiku form. Even if you're strong, when opportunity knocks... Grab more running backs. All right. Yeah, that's a thing of beauty. I believe I will be the next poet laureate in the United States based on that alone. Um, Basically, the message is despite having, let's say you have, like in one of my leagues, I have Nick Chubb and Najee Harris. None of them are on bye this week, and they plan to be my running backs for every single week going forward. But if I have top waiver priority, I will be picking up a top running back that we're about to talk about soon just because depth is never a bad thing. And even if you draft him but might not be able to play him this week, somebody might be desperate and you can get a long-term asset in exchange. Uh, That's the idea anyway. But basically, don't give up on a top asset if you have waiver priority just because you might not need to play him this week if there is a big disparity, which I think there is this week. So I'll help you out there. All right, so the main ad this week is going to be Devontae Booker running back for the New York Giants. And we don't have a new segment on this short episode, but Saquon Barkley is likely out for two to four weeks with a low ankle sprain. If you were watching the game, man, he had a tennis ball taped to his ankle. It was unsightly. It's nothing I've ever seen in person. It was kind of gruesome. Uh, you know, he had a cancel up where his ankle should have been, so... That's probably good news if you saw the photo because it is. it did not look good. I was worried about a high ankle sprain. Uh, some people were speculating even a broken ankle, stuff that could have kept him out for most or the whole rest of the season. Luckily, two- to four-week timetable is probably the best we can hope for there. So, uh, Devontae Booker, when he came in, in place of Saquon he saw 16 carries and four targets and found two touchdowns in the mix there so he's definitely going to be a big factor for this offense until Saquon returns he's the best waiver wire option this week I'd say uh, by a margin and he does have a couple (laughs) tough a couple tough matchups with the Rams and Panthers but if you need a running back he's definitely your guy just based on opportunity and what's available on the waiver wire so my guess is that Saquon misses four weeks because the Giants have their bye week the following week. So I, I think if, you know, they're looking at returning him the week before the bye, they might just err on the side of caution and say, you know, we'll give him one more week to be fully healthy, have a bye week, and ensure that we're not risking our va- valuable running back asset. So, uh Another running back popped up earlier today with an injury Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out a couple weeks MCL sprain about the same timeline probably closer to four weeks so then Daryl Williams becomes a pickup for the Chiefs he's a running back there who has been on the roster a couple years now Um, so while even CEH was a bit of a volatile asset himself as far as running backs go in fantasy Daryl Williams is definitely an option you need to be looking at because there's a lot of you know a lot of Turmoil in that position for anyone in the league so far. Um, And, you know, the plus side of him, he's the running back one on the Chiefs. He saw five rushing attempts and five targets against the Bills last week when he filled in for CEH uh, most of the way through the game. And he figures to be in the running back two conversation depending on how many touches he sees. Um, you know, the floor is pretty low, I'd say, with what we saw out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for a few weeks, but the ceiling is obviously very high. He's in a good offense who looks to rebound after a tough loss against the Bills. The Chiefs play the Washington football team, then Titans, then Giants, and then Packers, so a couple good matchups there for Daryl Williams against the Titans and Packers especially. Not very concerned about the Washington football team and Giants defenses that I've seen lately, but uh, they're not quite as cake as the Titans and Packers so far and yeah so given the workload and the offense he's in he's a good add if you need running back depth and then I have another player from the Giants so far uh Kadarius Tony. if you have not added him yet and if your league mates are also sleeping on him you need to add him now he <laughs> wow he was a rookie wide receiver for the Giants this year and there was a lot of like a lot of fear going into the season because he was, I don't know, creating turmoil behind the scenes. He didn't want to sign his rookie contract. So there were some negotiations. So he wasn't there for a lot of the training camps in the preseason. He didn't get a lot of work with the offense and there was just some personal stuff going on. So he seems like a guy with a big attitude, big ego. And that came on full display when he threw a punch at an opponent during the game late and got ejected. So, you know, he's a high-flying guy with a high-flying attitude. So that can translate to NFL success. And when he saw work this week, he was the wide receiver six on the week, 10 receptions on 13 targets for 189 yards. He had no touchdowns, and he was the wide receiver six. That's beyond impressive. If he had one touchdown, he'd be top three hands down. So definitely an asset you need to look at. And simply put, he's probably the most explosive uh, weapon the Giants have right now. I would say even ahead of Kenny Galladay and maybe even ahead of the version of Saquon Barkley that we'll see when he returns from his ankle injury. Um, So we've now seen Tony have two solid weeks back-to-back. The Giants are dealing with injuries to wide receivers Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Kenny Galladay. And now Saquon Barkley. So the opportunity that Kadarius Tony had he took full advantage of and i think he's done too much for the giants to kind of put him back in a supplementary role i think now they realize what they have and he will have to become one of the focal points of this offense so will he see 13 targets every week if uh, all his other receiving mates are healthy no i think that's a bit inflated i would project more between 6 to 8 range and he showed that when he touches the ball he can go for 20 yards or more every time he's kind of a imagine a Rondale Moore type that we've talked about before Rondale Moore, who plays for the Arizona Cardinals. That's kind of what this guy is. He's explosive. He can make sharp cuts on the field and just make people look like fools on the NFL field, which is not something I expected given all the uncertainty going into the season from him. But he looks to be a top talent, and I figure he'll be a season-long asset for you. So he's the wide receiver I'd be looking at this week. And if you're struggling a tight end and need somebody to look at, I would say Dalton Schultz, your best bet at escaping tight end hell if he's still available. He's averaging seven targets and six receptions per game through the season so far. He is the tight end three on the year. He plays for one of the best offenses in the league in the Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of the top three tight ends, if I told you Kelsey was number one and Schultz was number three, would you guess that Dawson Knox was number two? Segwaying into the next waiver wire ad, Dawson Knox tight end for the Bills. Josh Allen is looking his way even on deep routes. He doesn't bring you a ton of targets each game, but what he offers is big playability and weekly touchdown opportunities on one of the most prolific high-scoring offenses in the league with the Buffalo Bills. He has five touchdowns on the year so far. He had a 96% snap share this week versus the Chiefs, which is elite territory, and the three weeks prior, he averaged 80% snap share. So it's not just a fluke. And I think there's a good shot. He's a weekly starting asset for your fantasy team rest of season. I'm going to plug him in a couple leagues until I'm proven otherwise. So, you know, with the low target volume, there could be a floor game. But like I said, we saw him finish as the tight end three this week. So I definitely love what I'm seeing from him so far. And Khalil Herbert, backup running back for the Bears, he split snaps pretty evenly with Damian Williams, who was a top waiver ad last week. Um, And this is all in the absence of David Montgomery. He'll miss at least another week, potentially up to three more weeks. And Khalil Herbert had 18 carries and Damian Williams had 16. So he's definitely heavily involved in the run game. But what we did see in the favor of Damian Williams was that he was the one involved in the passing game with three targets and Damian Williams had two touchdowns break his way but Herbert was involved in the red zone offense so it's not that Damian Williams had a monopoly on that Uh, just didn't break his way this week but I think that he should be added if you're kind of desperate for a start Um, I think Damian Williams is the running back to start for the Bears if you have the option but Khalil Herbert is probably on the waiver still maybe not but If he is, he's worth an ad if you need a spot start. And last on the waiver wire ad list is James Washington, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I know the Steelers offense has been rough and pretty tough to watch. They had a couple good plays this week, though, and uh, the reason James Washington is on the list here is because Juju Smith-Schuster went out with a shoulder injury, and then we found out earlier today he did opt for surgery on that shoulder. It will be a season-ending injury. So this really bodes well for Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, the wide receiver one and two on that team. But James Washington will figure to get some work. And, you know, I don't love it, but I think he's a good stash in deeper leagues. Um, If it's a 10-team league, you're probably not worried about him. But 12 to 14 or more and maybe larger benches, uh, yeah, he's definitely a guy you should add. So keep a lookout. And drops for this week. If these players are on your roster, I think – The case can be made and proven that they should be dropped if you need any of the guys we've talked about today. So Justin Fields is that for me in single quarterback leagues. I don't think you need to hold on to him. You know The the case was made earlier based on what he can do rushing the football. But until we've seen it, I'm not willing to just stash him on my bench because we're approaching bye weeks now. So even if you don't have a bye this week, you will soon. And that's not a player that I think is worthy of a bench spot when I'm going to be trying to fill in some flex positions with uh, waiver wire ads week to week, whether that's tight end, whether that's other quarterbacks, you know, I'd feel more comfortable picking up like a Kirk Cousins if I have to fill in for my quarterback by week than Justin Fields at this point. So don't feel too bad if you have to drop him. Uh, Definitely drop Juju Smith-Schuster, pretty clearly made the case earlier. Kenyon Drake so he's a guy having a couple leagues because I expected a lot more based on how much he's paid by the Raiders but man he's doing nothing Uh, his workload is limited to passing downs and even when Josh Jacobs goes out it was Peyton Barber who came up from the practice squad and had all the carries so what does Kenyon Drake really offer for your roster besides clogging your bench like, to me, he's just a worse J.D. McKissick. He'll catch some passes, and that's really only his role, and unless he gets a touchdown, he's going to break your week. So you really can't start the guy. Even if Jacobs goes down, you can't start the guy. So I don't know. It seems like a clear-cut candidate. Maybe you're clinging to the name and what he should have been last year and what he he did okay last year, but this is a different role for him, different offense, different coaching staff, and they clearly don't want to use him in a meaningful role. Definitely droppable asset. Definitely another one, Brandon Ayuk. So, man, what is happening to him? It's hard to really describe. But what we are seeing is that he's not being used in the offense. The 49ers are on bye this week. So you can't play him this week. You're not going to play him next week because you haven't seen enough to justify him in your starting roster. So why are you holding a guy like that right now? Like, you can't put him on IR. He's not a guy you're waiting to come back from injury. You expected him to be a lot more than he is. He has not proven himself to the coaching staff. Whatever that situation is, I don't know. Man, trying to predict what's in Kyle Shanahan's mind is an enigma. I don't don't care to waste my time or energy doing it. Definitely a droppable asset if you need to start somewhere. And lastly, we'll be getting to quarterback streamers and defense streamers this week. Uh, for me, real quick, I've got Joe Burrow versus the Lions. Uh, assuming Joe Burrow is fully healthy, we'll get into the news of his Throat contusion on next episode, but he does play the Lions, who make every single person look good who plays against them. Easy start there. Uh, Jacoby Brissett might be a sneaky start versus the Jaguars if he is healthy, but there is rumor that Tua could return for the Dolphins. Honestly, a situation I'd prefer to avoid, but I think if you're in deeper leagues, or maybe even he's available in a two quarterback league. Uh, he's a deeper asset you can look to for a quarterback just based on the mashup. Uh, like I said, the Jaguars, they make everyone look good as well, similar to the Lions, probably more so, uh, except Urban Meyer. They do not make him look good. Uh, defensive streamers, Colts versus the Texans. The Texans, we saw some fire out of Davis Mills against the Patriots this week. Me, as a Patriots fan, I was concerned. I thought we might lose that game, and it was terrifying. But, you know, luckily, Bill Belichick, outcoached uh the texans and i think we won based on that so the colts against the texans colts have not really performed up to snuff what we thought they would but i think the texans will make them look good as well uh there's no way davis mills uh continues this pace of three touchdowns no interceptions because the week before he had negative four and a half fantasy points that is a quarterback i want to target when i'm streaming defenses Also look for the Bills on your waiver wire because they just played the Chiefs. If they are there, you should scoop them up. They have a juicy matchup looking forward for the next few weeks. And then the Bengals play the Lions. Same point as before. Bengals look competitive enough to make the Lions make mistakes and the Lions tend to make mistakes even without being forced to. Hope you guys enjoyed this quick little episode. Uh, Nathan will be back in schedule. Uh, Truthfully, I don't know why he's not here. He could be... You know, I think he's actually flying to New York and trying to assess the injury to Saquon Barkley himself. Um, Yeah, so that's what I would expect from him. He's so dedicated to you guys. Uh, The fact that he could not be here is not a reflection on his character, but a reflection on whatever obligations he had prior to this episode recording and, you know, to uphold those obligations to those he made promises to. Except you guys. (laughs) <laughs> All right, thanks for joining me. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too droning and terrible. Uh, look forward to our normal format going forward. Please follow us at any fantasy Bible pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter Thefantasybible.com. and again we go live on YouTube at 11:45 a.m. Eastern time so that you can get any last minute questions in or if you just want to get amped for the game, we're there for that. It's so much fun. We answer live questions, anything that you have. Uh, thank you guys for listening. See you in a, see you very shortly.